Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 38 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Speaking of collar and elbow, our product of the day is the Logo Camo Snapback. I love trucker hats, Patrick. How about you? Trucker hats? Well, I'm, I'm not much of a hat person. Really? I used to wear hats, and then I stopped wearing them, and I haven't worn them since. It was just really, really random. I just stopped wearing Because one day I, didn't ha- I, I would wear a hat every day, and like one day I didn't have it, so I couldn't wear it. Uh, I, th- I think I didn't have it for a couple of days. And stop wearing it. Next thing you know, like I put it on, and I was like, you know what? You just got out the groove. It. Yeah, it's just. And now I wear glasses, and just between the hats and the glasses. Is, I feel you. I feel. I'd you. rather just you know go without the hat. Plus, they say wearing hats helps you go bald quicker. And I know that's really? not you know helping the cause here for the trucker <laughs> hats, but uh, so I just stopped wearing them. But the the good thing is, is if you do go bald early. You have the hats covered up, so. Well, this okay. hat is guaranteed not to make you go balder. Oh, really? Yes. Well, there you go. You, you, <laughs> heard, it, you heard it from Mikey O here first. That's right. It's the camo uh, snapback, 60% cotton, 40% polyester. Looks really cool. It's got this CXEL, kind of like in the G.I. Joe looking thing. Real American heroes. Um, it's got the trucker mesh in the back, black plastic snap, hard buck rim, whatever that means, mm-hmm. and a back under or uh, i'm sorry a black under visor it is the collar and elbow product of the week the camo snapback make sure you check out our new episode on the gorillaposition.com there you will see the camo snapback hit it you will be sent over to collar and elbow brand.com make sure to use our code at checkout the average marks to receive an extra 10 percent off and right now patrick they're having their one year anniversary sale oh. so they got products on collar and elbowbrand.com that are 80% off. Oh, wow. So, essentially, you can get 90% off with our code. Oh, wow. That's uh Yeah, they buddy up together. So, yeah, so if you're looking for a great crazy. deal on some wrestling streetwear, now is the time. Get on there. Get what you want. So, now you can get like eight or nine things. For the price of what you'd pay for probably one thing. Exactly. And you use our code, you can get up to 90% off at collarandelbowbrand.com. That's good stuff there. Uh... Today's episode, uh, The Average Marks, episode number 38 for August the 5th, 2018. We're going to talk the G1 Climax update. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Block A only has one match, uh, one night left, and Block B only has two nights left, and then, of course, the night of the uh, final. So we're going to update you on the standings, look ahead towards the end, and uh, talk about that. Also, SummerSlam, a lot of matches have been made for SummerSlam. We're going to talk SummerSlam. And speaking of SummerSlam, we have our... uh, Ongoing feud with the WrestleCast guys. You boys are getting it today, son. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully they're prepared for that. Yeah. But we're going to talk SummerSlam, the build-up to that, and the, uh, update you guys on the feud with uh, WrestleCast and uh, what we're going to do pretty much going into SummerSlam. Also, Kane is the new Knox County mayor. Uh, and uh, I don't know if that was a surprise by a lot of people over there. I'm not you know familiar with that area. Yeah. But I don't know if it was uh, – but nonetheless, he's the new Knox County mayor – uh, that was made headlines all over the country uh, this past week, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll dive into a rumor mill. We'll talk about Daniel Bryan's contract status right now with WWE. Also, an update on Hiromu Takahashi, who did suffer 
Uh, what we believe to be a broken neck might not be as serious as we thought. Uh, that was back in the finals of the uh, best of the Super Juniors. And then uh, Cheap Heat, Nikki Bella, throwing a little bit of shade on her ex-fiance, John Cena. So we'll talk about that. Then the big interview with yes. Air Paris. We yes. have Air Paris on the show today. So we'll uh, conclude with that later on in the show. You know what's funny? Did you notice Chris moping around before the show? Yes, I did. <laughs> you know what it is, huh? What is it? Because when we have interviews, like him and Katie have to do stuff. Yeah. So he can't stuff his face the whole time. Mm-hmm. So that's why he was moping around. He couldn't oh, well. go get his number four from wherever and well, stuff he, his face for the whole episode. Well, he can go get it after <laughs> After we're done here, I might go with but, them. I'm kind of hungry. So, so him and Katie, I mean, tons of stuff they got to do behind the glass uh, during this episode to get Air Paris lined up for us. So, get to work, guys. You can check us out on the internet, averagemarks.com. That's your central hub. Every podcast we've ever had is right there. You can download the first 25. You can listen to 26 and above at our website, averagemarks.com. Also, you can link to our social medias. You can follow us at The Average Marks on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, if you are listening to us on iTunes right now, before you get out of that iTunes podcast app, please leave us a rating and leave us a comment because that will get us an iTunes algorithm and we will be suggested to other professional wrestling fans. AverageMarks.com All right, so let's dive in now to the first topic of, uh, of this show. Talking the G1 Climax, it's in full swing. It's uh, getting ready to wrap up, actually. It, it seems like it's come and gone already. You almost. might say it's coming to a climax? Yes, it is. It will reach its climax <laughs> uh, actually in a week. It's a family show, Patrick. A week from today. You brought it up. Uh, <laughs> a week from today is the championship, the final. Uh, yeah. for, so the winner of A Block, winner of B Block will face off a week from today. Um, the winner will uh, get a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom unless mm-hmm. that winner is Kenny Omega. Then, Kenny Omega gets to choose his opponent for Wrestle Kingdom in January. But looking at the standings right now, let's look at Block A. Block A uh, just actually finished up their most recent night of action uh, earlier today. And let's go over those standings right now. Right now in the lead with 14 points, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Then right behind him, uh, tied, I guess at second, you could say both 12 points. Jay White and Kazuchika Okada. Then you have Minoru Suzuki and Evil at 8 points. Michael Elgin, Bad Luck Fale, Hangman Page, all at 6. Toki Maccabee and Yoshihashi at 4. And you can pretty much uh, guess from Michael Elgin, Bad Luck Fale, Hangman Page, Toki Maccabee, Yoshihashi, uh, even Minoru Suzuki and Evil all uh, out of the water considering there's only one match left. There's only three guys now that could win Block A. We'll discuss those scenarios coming up here in just a little bit. Let's move over to Block B now. Uh, Block B, a little bit closer than maybe we expected it to be. Right now, Kenny Omega still leads the way with 12 points, but not far behind. You have Kota Ibushi, and you also have Tetsuya Naito. You have Zack Sabre, uh, Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito, both at 10 points apiece. Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, both eight points apiece. Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishii at six points. Juice Robinson and Tamatonga with four points apiece. And then Toru Yano sitting last with two points apiece. But they still have two nights of wrestling. Two mm-hmm. nights of block action. So uh, Omega, Ibushi, Naito, even maybe Zach, Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata uh, would obviously need a lot of help, but mathematically can still, uh, I think, get to the top there. But uh, both guys already have fallen to uh, Omega for sure as I look at the schedule here. Uh, all, all Omega has left is Ibushi on the last night and then uh, Toru Yano, which I expect that to be a victory. 
Let's go back to Block A, though, real quick. Talk about Block A. Talk about the three guys that have the shot to win Block A. You have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jay White, and Kazuchika Okada. The last night of action you're going to have in the main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada. That will be coming up, I believe, on the 10th mm, nice. of uh, August. That's coming up. So um, that is on Friday. So Friday morning uh, here in the States, that is. And Friday night over in Japan. Uh, that match right there. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, though, would have to win that match because I believe, because right now Jay White uh, needs a little bit of help, but Jay White right now has the victories over Tanahashi and Okada. So Jay White wins. He would need Okada to win to advance to the a to the final and represent the A block. However, if Okada wins and beats Tanahashi and Jay White loses, Jay White has Evil, which not going to be a cakewalk for Jay White. Mm -hmm. I can see Evil winning that match. Then uh, Okada would go if he beats Tanahashi and White loses to Evil. So that, that's pretty much your scenario there for the A block. Uh, obviously, all, all going to be Friday. It's all going to be settled then. Uh, so White and Evil, Okada and Tanahashi, the two matches to keep your eyes on come Friday uh, to determine the winner of the A block. Right now, I don't know. I, I, I've been on the Tanahashi bandwagon mm -hmm. for the A block. I know Brinkman's on the Jay White bandwagon and uh, that's very possible because i can see white getting the win over evil i can also see okada getting the win over tanahashi so because right now okada only has two losses him okada's trying to get in himself so i could definitely see okada you know getting the victory over tanahashi so that's what it's looking like in block a right now yeah big props going your way because like you said before they even got started you were like dude i'm feeling tanahashi well i i, I wouldn't say because and everybody before, was skeptical except for you well, uh, I mean, Tanahashi is a two-time winner of the G1. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've been doing my research. I've been doing my <laughs> research. He won in 2008 and then again in 2015, I believe. I think it was 2015. So, um, But right now, he, uh, you know, he leads the pack in Block A. All he has to do is beat Okada, and he's in. Mm -hmm. Win and you're in for Tanahashi. Yeah. You don't even have to worry about Jay, because if Tanahashi wins, you don't have to worry about Jay White winning, because he's still going to be two points behind you, even if he defeats Evil. So uh, right now, pretty much the scenarios we just laid out is what – is going to determine uh, who wins the A block. Yeah. So now let's move on over to the B block, where right now everybody and their mama is expecting <laughs> Kenny Omega to win this block. But let's you know let's slow down just a little bit here. Although, okay, don't you put that gree gree on him, Patrick? Well, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just being real here. While Kenny Omega is expected to win, maybe not only the the B block, but win the whole thing. Still two matches left for Kenny Omega. Omega does have Ibushi on the last night against Toru Yanu. Uh, coming up next before he gets to Ibushi. I expect him to win the Yano match. Uh, but Ibushi now, like I, and I've been saying, Ibushi I think is could go over on Omega. And Ibushi has coming up Tamatanga or mm. Tamatanga. So mm -hmm. um, I think Ibushi can win that match. I think he should win that match. And to get, you got Kenny and you got Ibushi, winner take all in the Block A final or Block B final, excuse me. Uh, also, Tetsuya Naito is still in the running, but uh, Tetsuya Naito right now, uh, if I can pull his name here, uh, Ibushi has the tiebreaker on him, so does Omega. So, I mean, Naito would need the wheels to fall off for Omega and Ibushi, both. I don't think that's going to happen right now. I think it's going to come down to Ibushi and Omega. And now, 
I, I was on record as saying probably in the last couple of weeks I think Ibushi was going to go over on Omega, but when it comes down to a winner-take-all situation to win Block A, I didn't think Ibushi was going to be in that match to be able excuse me, to actually win the block if he beats Omega. I thought maybe he was going to be at, at least four points back. They were able to get him over on Omega but still have Omega go to the, the, the final to represent the B block, but now you got a winner-take-all situation. More than likely, um, depends on what... You know, Ibushi, if Ibushi loses to Tama Tonga, he's going to beat Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He's going to beat Kenny Omega. Because uh, either way, because then Kenny Omega wouldn't have to worry about the tiebreaker with Ibushi, but he would still have to worry about the tiebreaker with Naito, which he doesn't have to because in his first match of the G1 Climax, he beat Naito. So that's basically the situation there. It's going to come down to Omega, in my opinion, and Ibushi. Uh, but that match Ibushi has against Tama Tonga here coming up next. Uh, I think that's going to be on Wednesday, maybe the 8th. So uh, that's coming up on Wednesday. Big match for Ibushi. He has to win that match to have a chance to not only beat, you know, Kenny, but then to go on to the final. Yeah, and Tonga's no slouch. No, Tonga's no slouch. Tonga right now, uh, even though he's sitting at four points, no no slouch whatsoever. Yeah. Um, You just got to be aware, you know, because you got Tangaloa and, uh, you know, Bad Luck Fale uh, not far behind him, Mm -hmm. always there to – you know, cause trouble for anybody that, that, you know, steps in the ring with Tama Tonga. Right. You know? So that's what's going on there. Um, looking at the schedule coming up, let me see. I believe I said the next night is Wednesday. It is on Wednesday. I'm going to go over uh, the schedules here real quick, just for the G1 matches coming up here. You have Juice Robinson taking on Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Ishii, the uh, lone uh, loss of Kenny Omega so far in this tournament was to Ishii. I was a... Uh, very physical match there. Haruki Goto taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Kota Ibushi taking on Tama Tonga. Then you have Toru Yano taking on Kenny Omega. And Tetsuya Naito and Sonata in the main event on Wednesday. And then if we go now to Thursday, I'm sorry, they're going to skip over. Go to Friday, August the 10th. Uh, these are going to be the final A block match. No, actually, this does not look like it's going to be. Oh, here we go. Yeah, A block. Okay, I'm sorry. Final matches of the A block, mm-hmm. uh, Tanahashi and Okada. That's going to be the the one to watch right there. Uh, Togi Makabe and Michael Elgin. Jay White and Evil, the other match to watch there in block A. That's going to be, again, on Friday. And you have Yoshihashi and Hangman Page, and then Bad Luck Fale and Minoru Suzuki. And then the final night of block B, and the final night of, of block action, you have Juice Robinson taking on Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii taking on Sonata, Toru Yano taking on Tamatanga, Kenny Omega, Cody Ibushi, and then Tetsuya Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. So all eyes are going to be on Omega, Omega and Ibushi on a Saturday. And then, of course, on Sunday is the final. Uh, as of right now, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. and uh, Sengoku Inbu is set for action. I don't <laughs> know if you know who uh, Sen- I'm, I might no. not be saying it right. Sengoku Inbu is set for action. So Rey Mysterio Jr. will be in action that night. Uh, a week from today. And then, of course, you have the G1 Climax Final, uh, which is no time limit. Uh, right now, if it were to end today, you'd have Tanahashi versus Omega, but obviously, uh, right now, there's five guys uh, that could be the G1 Climax champion. We done, I done rattled them off. Uh, it could be ha- Tanahashi, Jay White, and Okada representing Block A, or it could be Omega or Ibushi representing Block B. So that's pretty much what's going down with the G1. Looking forward to see uh, seeing how it goes down this week, how it... Uh, how they finish it off. And then whoever's in the final, it's going to be an amazing match because there's no time limit. We could see a 35, 40-minute match possibly in the G1 final, no matter who it is. Nice. So that's what's going on with the G1. 
loving it. Some great wrestling. Yeah, if I was a money man, I'm throwing it all on Kenny Omega. That's the, you know, and I, I went on and said that. I said Kenny Omega would win and then choose Ibushi as his, you know, opponent because I felt Ibushi would go over on Kenny. Therefore, why not have the Golden Lovers go against each other for the IWGP heavyweight title yeah. Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's be good stuff. not a bad idea. No. So that's what's going on here. Of course, obviously next week we're going to try and get a Brink and Cruz on if they're available mm-hmm. to uh, not only you know talk about the G1 but recap the whole tournament and uh, just because you know, it's been it's been a great tournament so far. I expect them to finish strong. It's going to be awesome. Yes. So let's go now talk about SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam's coming up in a couple of weeks. We're just two weeks away actually from SummerSlam here on uh, August the fifth. Looking at the card, already nine matches set. Two weeks away. Let's um, go over them real quick. You got Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns, Alexa Bliss defending the Raw Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey, AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against Samoa Joe. The Bludgeon Brothers will take on the winner of the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship Tournament, which that final will be consist of the New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro this coming Tuesday on SmackDown. So the winner of that match will indeed face the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships yeah. at SummerSlam. You have Braun Strowman, who's actually putting his Money in the Bank contract on the line against Kevin Owens. Really? Yes. Uh, if Kevin Owens wins, he will be the new uh, Mr. Money in the Bank. He will not be Monster in the Bank because <laughs> Kevin Owens is not a monster. Dolph Ziggler defending the Intercontinental Championship against Seth Rollins. Carmella, now triple threat match, defending her title against not only Becky Lynch, but Charlotte Flair, and that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be uh, we we could see a heel turn here, or some sort of heel turn with Charlotte turning on Becky for whatever. Re- I don't know how they're going to do it, but uh, I think one or the other is going to win that title, and it's going to be either Becky pinning Charlotte or Charlotte pinning Becky. Mm-hmm. Carmella is going to have nothing to do with the outcome of that match, except the fact that she's just in the match. That's it. Kind of hope so. Cedric Alexander is uh, defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Drew Gulak. So the Cruiserweight's making it back onto the pay-per-views, at least for SummerSlam. So, so going to uh, be the pre-show, though? It probably will uh, be. No love for the 205. No love God. for him. And then Shinsuke Nakamura defending his United States Championship against Jeff Hardy, the guy he won it from, mm-hmm. uh, back at Extreme Rules. So that's the card so far. Uh, we may or may not see a couple of more matches added here. Right. Uh, but we have something... Uh, you said there was something about the Raw Tag Team Championship match at SummerSlam. What's yeah, going on with that? there's some rumbling, some leaks that the Raw Tag Team title match at SummerSlam is expected to feature multiple teams. Oh, really? And the Revival are expected to be in the mix. Oh, really? Yeah. Any other teams they mentioned? No. So at least the B team and then uh, the Revival yeah. so far. Why would you put the Revival in that? I mean, you've been pretty much snuffing out their flame ever since they came up from NXT. I don't know why they would be doing that, but... Hey, look! If you want to, you know, they're a they're a team that can you know do big things if you you book them right. Oh, so most definitely. We'll uh, you know, we'll see what what happens at SummerSlam. I don't expect them to win the SmackDown tag team titles, but then again, right now you have the B team as the tag team champion, so uh, it makes about as much sense as having the B team as the yeah. tag team champions as having the revival as Raw tag team champion. So that'll be interesting. Um, you know, of course, we're gonna have our. You know, our SummerSlam preview show coming up yes. here in just a couple of weeks with uh, the WrestleCast crew. Uh, of course, they defeated us at Extreme Rules. We're going to have the rematch here in a couple of weeks. And not only will it have SummerSlam, but, you know, while I'm thinking about it, let me go ahead 
And I'm going to pull up NXT TakeOver Brooklyn here. Uh, these are the matches. Brooklyn. They do have the matches. Uh, and now this might be some spoilers for anybody who hasn't been, you know, watched NXT uh, for the next couple of weeks here. I'm not sure because uh, I, I haven't even been keeping up with NXT either the last couple of weeks. I've been slacking. I need to catch up on that. You're but the reigning NXT champion. I know, and I've, I've watched here and there. I just need to catch up. But uh, these are the matches right now scheduled for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. And like I said, some of these matches may or may not have been announced already on NXT TV because they do the tapings uh, in advance. Shayna Baszler will be defending the NXT Women's Championship against Kari Sane. Oh. Tommaso Ciampa will be defending his uh, newly won NXT Championship against Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano uh-huh. in a triple threat match. Holy cow. That match right there is going to be something, yes. something ridiculous. Uh, the in- Oh, this match right here is going to be ridiculous. The NXT North American Championship, Adam Cole Bebe will be defending against Ricochet oh my at NXT goodness. TakeOver Brooklyn. Come and, on. And then uh, this match, right? Dude, this this has the chance to be the card of the year. Uh, NXT Tag Team Championship, the Undisputed Era, taking on Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. That's going to be a great match as well. And then yeah. just a singles match, the Velveteen Dream taking on EC3. Mm. So right there, that card, yeah, uh, man, that that's a stacked. That if you take the you know five of the best matches you can think of from NXT, that that right there is very well it. That's going to be yeah. a hell of a show. NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Looking forward to uh, retaining my NXT championship because a good feeling about some of these matches and, and you know, they're gonna go and you know what's funny we've talked about this on the main rosters about them being too full of talent so yeah. they leave a lot of people out that's starting to happen in nxt too yeah only because, a certain amount of guys make pay-per-views now yeah because now the pay-per-views last i don't know maybe two two and a half hours tops mm-hmm. and now you know when the new tv deal pops up next year you know they're talking about expanding nxt an extra hour both the nxt television show and the pay-per-views. The pay-per-views are going to be at least three hours long now. Nice. So now you have a chance Much needed. to get more of the NXT talent out there on these pay-per-view shows. And I'm hoping they have actually more pay-per-view shows because right now they're only doing five a year. I'd like to you know, have one for the big pay-per-views like your WrestleManias, Royal Rumbles. Uh, then you know they did one for Money in the Bank in Chicago, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. But you know, add another one or two in there because like, as good as the NXT product is, you can't have enough. In my right. opinion, of the NXT TakeOver shows. So, that's going to be fun. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, obviously, the night before. SummerSlam, those are the matches. But just the weekend in general is going to be, uh, you know, it's the second biggest event WWE does every year. It's the biggest event of the summer. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, obviously, we'll have a lot more on that in our uh, preview show coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk more about it next week um, here on the show. Yeah, exactly. And so I was listening to the latest episode of WrestleCast, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Boy, were they throwing out the smack talk again. And, wow. they, and they said we had nothing to say about it. What, pretty, exact, what exactly did they say? Pretty much, they said, they must have listened to our last episode when we were talking about how you guys came in fly by night, did your cards right before we did the show, and that's yep. how we think we lost. Yes. Uh, they made fun of that. Yes. Um, but then they... The audacity of these blokes. The audacity. They said they're already calling Martin the triple champ. They're giving you no chance, Patrick. No chance. No, well. no chance. 
no, no chance, chance in, in hell. hell. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not exactly sure what to say to that right now other than... Just let it flow, dude. That's the thing. I have nothing to say. I'm just letting nothing flow right now except for the fact that, you know, when that time comes... You're going to pull a Dan Severn on this? No, first of all, I'm going to take some time and fill out these, these scorecards before, right before we get on the air. Not going to happen this time. I'm, I'm catching up on NXT, ASAP. I got the G1 Climax I've been kind of, you know, busy with. But uh, catching up on NXT real quick, I guarantee you, at least one of them belts, especially the NXT belt, is staying on this side of the pond. And for all I know, I'll be the reason, I'll be a big part of the reason that other belt <laughs> comes back across the pond, back to where it belongs, yeah, yeah, yeah. back home yeah. to the average marks. So... You know, they could say whatever they want over there in the United Kingdom. Much respect to them. Great guys. But sorry, guys. Uh, love you guys. But August 19th and August 18th, the, the, the night before, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, be no love for you guys and no love lost whatsoever. Because yeah, this means war. Yeah, this is the second biggest event of the year. Uh, I'm ready for it. Uh, I always show up for the big events. Uh, my only you know championship so far was uh, the uh, the Royal Rumble, so I did show up for that. And then... I am the reigning uh, NXT champion, uh, not only, uh, but unanimously reigning, defending uh, NXT scorecard champion with my 31-point victory and my 5-for-5 on winners at NXT TakeOver Chicago. So just uh, just spitting facts here. Yeah. For for nothing to say, you're doing good. Keep going. That's all i got to say for now. we got plenty. we got two more weeks. Uh, a lot will be said probably next week if we get Brinkin' Cruz on the show. Yeah. And then a lot will be said during the show in two weeks when we uh, do out our scorecards for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn and SummerSlam. They said, Martin, since winning the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Scorecard Championship for Extreme Rules, uh, has been living life like Ric Flair. Oh, I bet. Jet flying, kiss stealing. Yeah. Dealing, yeah. dealing. Yeah. Tons of alcohol. I'm sure. They like to drink over there. I tell you what, they're not far from Ireland. They're right there. So. They said he's been on a long bender. Well, hey, look, if you're going to live life, live life like the nature boy. Yeah. I wonder if any uh, lucky Ooh. ladies got to ride Space Mountain yet over Uh-oh. in the UK. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> Just curious. That's what championships will bring you. Yeah. Free rides on Space Mountain. Ladies! <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I just channeled Ric Flair. That was amazing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, well, the name is on the marquee. Okay, I lost it's it. It's the oldest ride in the <laughs> in the park, but it got the longest line. Longest line, baby. That's right. Yeah. So a uh, wrestlecast, guys. No chance. No chance in hell. You got for SummerSlam because the amp crew were pulling it back together. Yep. As the old saying goes. We're rounding up the wagons. Yep. And we're bringing it, baby. And hopefully, you're all drunk when you come on the podcast, so be <laughs> you'll be night. impaired. It'll be late at night on a work night, I have a feeling. So I don't think I'm going to be drunk, but... I don't know if that would help either, because I think Stevie was a few deep when, uh-huh. when we started the podcast last time, too. Well, if he was a few deep, it, it paid off, because they won, so... <laughs> maybe, maybe that's their secret. It could be. Maybe we need to get drunk. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out in two weeks. Though. Exactly. But I know one thing. I'm hell-bent on getting all them titles. No, well, getting the one title back over here and keeping the one I have over here as well. That's yeah. right. So that'll be fun coming up in two weeks once oh. again with the WrestleCast crew. And shout-out to Pro Wrestling Scorecards from Las Vegas because without those dudes, we wouldn't have a cool feud like this. No, we would not. Absolutely not. PW Scorecards, go follow them on Twitter. Um, they, you know, 
do a great job with them scorecards every month for pay-per-views. They make the pay-per-views that much more fun. I know I've said this many times before on the podcast, but uh, it's true. You know, uh, with the the lack of excitement that some of these pay-per-views in WWE have been bringing oh, to, the, to the fans. You went there. Uh, look, I'm just being real, okay? I mean... You listening, Vince McMahon? WWE pay-per-views are not what they used to be. Uh-oh. But Tell them. these scorecards that we do... Make them a little more interesting, oh, at most least definitely. from a fan perspective. It's like here. it's like fantasy football for wrestling, almost in a way. Yes, yeah, you're right. So, but uh, looking forward once again, PW scorecards. Looking forward to another great pay per view, filling out scorecards uh, and winning titles. Yeah, to say the least. Hey, Katie, look, I, I we can't trust Chris with this, Patrick. So, Katie, when you get a chance, put it on our calendar. We got to get these. We got to book these guys for an interview. The last time we had him on, it didn't work out. He had to fly to Chicago. Yeah. Hopefully he's still alive. You know how it is in Chicago, Chirac. Oh yeah. I haven't reached out to him since then. Hopefully he's still alive. We'll get oh, him back on the show. We'll, we'll have to check that out. All right, so let's uh, move on now. Some uh, news outside of the ring mm-hmm. earlier this week, and this was kind of like on national headlines, but uh, obviously uh, Kane, uh, otherwise uh, known uh, in real life as Glenn Jacobs, is the new Knox County Mayor in Tennessee. Uh, as I look it up here, he basically let's see. Do we have the votes? Like how many? I'm trying to I'm trying to find the actual results here. Let's see if I. Because I think it was a landslide, wasn't it? He uh, let's see. This was a tweet that Travis Dorman sent out. My connection has been spotty and tweets failed, but Glenn Jacobs declared victory. He's up roughly eighteen thousand votes with forty eight of eighty nine precincts reporting. So um, that was you know with about. Over halfway through, had an eighteen thousand mm-hmm. vote lead. Nice. So I'm trying to get the actual numbers here, uh, but I don't know. It's the big red machine doing work. There's so many. I don't know. There's so many numbers here, but I mean, not regardless. He won. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, he had sixty six percent of the vote. He was nice. up against uh, Linda Haney. I guess is her name. Was she the incumbent, or she was? Also, I'm not, a, I'm not even sure if she okay. was the incumbent or not, but he got 66% of the vote, so nearly two-thirds of the vote yeah. uh, went to Kane. You know so, it. Uh, so that means we more than likely won't be seeing Kane in the ring anytime soon, probably within the, over the next four years. Or could we? Or we might, uh, Well, no, because being the mayor, it seems like he's the mayor of a county, an entire county. Yeah. Not We're, just a city like we have here in Louisiana, yeah. a county. So he's going to have a lot more on his hands than you know the mayors that like we're accustomed to. He's got a whole county under his hands now. I mean, you fly him out for the weekend. I mean, what's he going to be doing on the weekend anyway? That's the thing. I think he only came back to wrestle with Daniel Bryan to maybe... I I don't think it would have hurt his campaign. It can only help because nowadays, if you have a name like Donald Trump, you obviously can get elected president of the United States. So, Mm -hmm. or, you know, when Arnold Schwarzenegger ran for governor of California, what happened? Mm -hmm. Jesse the Body Ventura, governor of Minnesota, Mm -hmm. what happened? You you know, you got Mm -hmm. a name out there. He's got a name. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who the hell Linda Haney is. Well, hey, but she's probably a career politician, and I think that's where we're at. Not to go political, but I think that's yeah. where we're at as a country. We're mm-hmm. just dumb with politicians. We want real people in there. Yeah, we got Kane. Yeah. <laughs> the guy Kane is a Knox County mayor, so he won 66% of the vote. So congratulations to Kane. I know it's been a been a long uh, long campaign. He did win the primary, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in a way it's not surprising since he did he didn't win the primary back when whenever it was might have been in March maybe right but that's only for his own party true yeah Good point there um, so we got a little clip here 
Here's uh, Glenn Jacobs, Kane, talking about winning the election. When I announced that I was going to run for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, unfortunately, among the political establishment, it was met with pretty resounding laughter that a professional wrestler could think that he could be mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. And if anything, what that did was that made me, that made me want it even more. So at the end there, it says it fired him up even more yeah. to win. Did you did you think he had a chance, Patrick? Uh, like I said, I you know because of the fact that he has a name, he's got a chance. And I'm not shocked that he won because, you know, like you were saying before we played the clip, we're going away from politics a little bit. We want real people in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kane is, you know, just another guy in a way. Now he's Knox County mayor. Yeah, because you think about it, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ronald Reagan, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they would have a little bit more street cred because they're movie actors. Yeah. Uh, you know the rap that professional wrestlers get. Yeah. So, I, to be honest with you, I didn't think he had a chance. And that fueled him to go out there knocking on doors, kissing babies, taking yep. pictures, mm-hmm. sharing his platform with everybody. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm pumped up. This is really, really cool. And, and you know... There's been news that The Rock has aspirations to become president of the United States, possibly. Well, uh, if that happens, it won't happen uh, the next uh, election. Would you vote for The Rock? Well, yeah, I'd vote for The Rock. <laughs> what kind of jabroni would I be if I didn't vote for The Rock? Yeah. Hell yeah, I would vote for The Rock. It doesn't matter if you're going to vote for The Rock. Actually, it does matter if you vote oh, for yeah. The Rock. It that's sure how does. You get, that, that's how you win elections, Rock, with votes. Uh, I mean, I think right now, though... Certainly, being president is on the back way back burner of the Rock's bucket list. He wants to win an Oscar. That's what the Rock yeah. wants to do right now. He got the Razzie. Well, he can. Uh, I tell you what, with uh, the momentum he's getting in Hollywood and uh, the roles he could pick up, uh, certainly in the next ten years, I could see the Rock getting an Oscar. Can you imagine for the pay- for the best, for the uh, leading role? Can you imagine the pay cut this guy would take? You're you're going from making multiple, who knows how many millions of dollars a year, to two hundred thousand dollars for four years. That's the thing, though. He could still, well, I don't know, doing movies would... Uh, You'd have to stop that. Yeah, obviously you have to stop that. So, right, this, so basically from what you just... But then again, he's making so much money right now, you could save up to where you could still have an income of 200000 a year. And plus, first of all, he has an endorsement deal with Adidas, with Under Armour. So, there you go. So okay, he's got, that money. He's got money. that money, too. And you know so. he's writing a book while he's in there. Yeah, so... You, you, you know he's probably going to do paid speaking engagements. So, yeah, he's not going to... I don't think it would be hurting. If, no, you, no, if no. you would take that pay cut and go down to two hundred. Hell, if I had a job for two hundred grand a year, I'd be okay right now. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't think that's if that happens. That give I'd give that another in, in about twenty years. That that's gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. anytime soon. Uh, the, or, I, well, I don't know. Within the next twenty, it would happen if it'll happen. If, if twenty years goes by, he don't do it. He ain't doing it. Another, uh, well, I'd say another, but a WWE Hall of Famer. Wants to run for president as well. And who would that be? Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Yeah. Wasn't he? Ball he was running for something in Michigan, and then like he dropped out. He dropped out. Yeah. And he was apparently. I don't know if he was winning the straw poll or not, but I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's a better chance of the Rock yes. being president than Kid Rock. Yes. That's just my opinion. So. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right, so let's uh, dive now into. Uh, I think we got rumor mill now. Rumor mill. First thing, something you got. Uh, Dan- Daniel Bryan's contract situation right now with WWE. All right, this is coming from Uncle Dave. 
and his team over at the Observer. Nong Dave. Yeah, Nong Dave. Nong Dave, babe. Um, So apparently Daniel Bryan still hasn't signed a new deal with WWE, but Mm -hmm. they have started giving him more house shows off to give him a lighter schedule. Yeah. Do you think that's because they think they're going to lose him anyway, or they're trying to sweeten the deal? Well, it's it's weird because... According to Dave Meltzer, there's been no offer of an extension. So, Daniel, uh, that's the thing. WWE, you know, you officially, you got less than a month till this dude's contract expires. You mm-hmm. think and by now, as hot as a wrestler as he is yeah. with the fans, you know, by this time, you would have at least offered him a contract extension of some sort. I don't know. So, I don't know what's going on. Um, right now, my gut tells me that. Unless they do something, I mean, but then again, they could always, you know, August 31st, hey, here's an offer. Uh, if you want it, take it. If not, you know, yeah, we wish you the best. But as of right now, no. And my gut tells me that he's going to stay with WWE. Now, Some way, somehow, because, you know, you, you just he just had a little girl. Uh, Bree's retired. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to bring home the dough. And Barefoot in kitchen, where she belongs. Somebody's got to bring home the dough. <laughs> and what better place to bring home all the dough than being in WWE? Exactly. And maybe WWE is lightening his schedule to convince him, hey, look, if you come back, you know, at this point, you're, you know, you're a big name. You know, you don't have to do these house shows every week. You can do them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can lighten up your schedule a little bit so you can be home with the kid, you yeah. know, and, uh, and breathe a little more. So. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to butter him up, so to speak, I suppose, even though he probably doesn't eat butter. Uh, <laughs> but No, butter is healthy for you, though, Patrick. But what is it that v- he's, he's a vegan, right? Oh, yeah, so, so he's, don't, he's not they, eating butter. Yeah, I don't think – because butter comes from – Yeah, yeah, you got to use the milk or the eggs or whatever. Yeah, yeah or I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure yeah. what, what he, a, He's not down on the dairy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he messes with the dairy products. So. Uh, I'm sure he has the – what is it? I can't believe it's not butter. Maybe I don't know. Well, margarine's so bad for you. I hope he's not eating that. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know what his diet consists of. It's neither here nor there. But all that matters is right now, Daniel Bryan does not have a contract extension offered to him unless they offered him one behind closed doors and nobody's reported it yet. But last we heard, there's no offer, no contract extension offer. So Daniel Bryan has not denied nor accepted any offer because there is no offer to accept nor deny. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's already told him, look, I'm out of here. There's yeah. nothing you can do. I'm going to New Japan, and I'm wrestling a few months out of the year, and that's it. Now, what I did notice about this SummerSlam card that I went over earlier, mm-hmm. I'm thinking we're supposed to get The Miz versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam, oh, but that wasn't, so. that wasn't on the card now, was it? I don't no, because we, we definitely would have stopped and talked about that match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just... Go back and look and double check here because I'm pretty sure I don't remember. Do the discount it. double check. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right now, no, uh, no, Miz versus Daniel Bryan, but it would appear that's the route they're going to go for. Why not SummerSlam? Hey. Yes. So get it in there while you still got them. Exactly. We want to see this match one more time. Yes. Because these two guys can go, and they'll put on a great match. I have a good most feeling, definitely. Hopefully. So, uh, but yeah, that's. That thing in uh, Daniel Bryan's contract situation and rumor mill. We have one more thing in rumor mill too. The uh, update on Hiromu Takahashi. Right. This is also from Unk Dave. No. 
Um, he's saying that the New Japan doctors say it will be nine to 12 months before ta- uh, Takahashi can return from his neck injury. Wow. Yes. So he does have a broken neck then, I guess? I don't know. If it ain't broken, it must be damn near close. Yeah, it, must, it if, must be pretty bad. Yeah, nine to nine, even just nine months is, is pretty bad. So yeah. um, I'm assuming that means, let me look up something here uh, real quick. He uh, still has, let's see. Uh yeah, e wrestling news three days ago. That was the uh, the update there. Let me look here real quick though, because he is the is he the current uh, IWGP? Yeah, he's the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. So is he gonna have to give up that belt? Oh, he's gonna have to. You can't defend it. I guess so. That's gonna be very very interesting. And then also they they sign one year contracts in New Japan. This is obviously gonna push him past his one year contract. Oh, yeah. Are they gonna resign him or is he done? I think they resign him. He'll just have to give up that title belt. Yeah. I have a feeling. So. Uh. So we'll have to see who. Uh. You know how they do that. Maybe he'll vacate it. Maybe we'll just have a title match somewhere down the line. I don't know. We'll have mm-hmm. to see what happens there. But uh. Yeah. That sucks that he's going to be out, man, because I've become a big Takahashi fan uh, since the Super Juniors, best of the Super Juniors, yeah. and then he won the title at you know Dominion against uh, Will Ospreay. So, uh, and that was a scary bump. Golly. Oh, I got one more thing, Patrick. Go I just thought about this. We don't have it on the notes, but I just thought about it. Um, uh, the guys from YouTube. Yeah. What are they called? The guys. The guys. From- the guys from the UK. Wrestlecast. No, no, the YouTube channel. I have no idea. Uh, they have the wrestling channel. Dad Gummit. I can't remember. The only guys I know from the UK are the ones we've been talking about, the WrestleCast guys. Let me uh, let me look this up right here. So there is news that WWE is wanting to sign a pair of brothers that are one of the hottest teams right now in the independents. Uh huh. Can you guess who that is? I mean, would it be the Young Bucks? No, it would not be. Okay, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. You said the hot. You say you say brothers and the hottest tag team in the independent scene, and I think Young Bucks. Okay, what culture wrestling? This is coming from what culture wrestling? Uh-huh. Yes, I thought the Young Bucks too. That's why I clicked it. Clickbait. Um, no, no, no. It's still good. Yeah, it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, WWE is on the hot track to signing Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix oh, from really? Impact. Oh wow, that would be yeah, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. They're on the verge of signing them, or they're, they're interested, uh, or they are uh, apparently, as reported by What Culture Wrestling, they are pursuing them hard. Well, that'll be interesting to see if they can uh, pull the trigger on that. And like What Culture Wrestling was saying, so they not only wrestle for Impact and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and stuff like that, but they also just signed with CMLL, which mm-hmm. is the biggest wrestling organization in Mexico. Yep. So, albeit their schedule is very, very full, yeah. but they're still making decent coin. Oh, yeah. So, if you're going to give them a small NXT contract, at this point in time, they may say no. They may not, but, you know, if uh, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, man, they uh, come to WWE, that would be very interesting. I wonder if they would go through NXT. Oh, my goodness. If they did, can you imagine Ricochet and Velveteen Dream tagging against them? It would probably be better if they went through NXT. That's the thing nowadays. Some, like, 
I always, you know, wish like AJ Styles would have gone through NXT. Because, oh no way! Come on, man. I mean, granted, you know he's AJ Styles, but can you imagine the matches he would have put on in, in NXT? Can you imagine? Well, yeah. Even if he was there for three months. Oh my goodness! Because he debuted the Royal Rumble in 2016. Imagine had he just showed up for three months, then went to the main roster the night after WrestleMania 32. But if you're AJ Styles, do you see that as a slap in the face? I got to go to your developmental, dude. I'm the hottest product in the world. I mean, I guess you have a point there. I guess that's why they didn't. I was put, the leader of the Bullet Club, and I guess that's why they didn't put you know Ronda Rousey. And, but that's the thing. Like Finn Balor was the leader of the Bullet Club. He's the he, original leader of the Bullet Club. He, Granted, he has he hasn't been around yes. at nearly as long as AJ Styles, but he had to go through. Samoa Joe had to go through, and Samoa Joe's been around. For that a was while a bad too. call. Bad call. Samoa Joe had to go Joe. through NXT. Yeah. So. You know, all these guys had to go through NXT except AJ. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, you know, he's AJ Styles. I'm just saying, it would have been great to have him in NXT because he would have put on some great matches. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Sure. Just to kind of, you know. Him and Finn Balor. Just to get the feeling oh going. Because let's face it, like, when he got here for the Royal Rumble and he had that feud with Jericho going into WrestleMania 32, it's just I don't think he had really gotten, gotten the groove yet. You know, mm-hmm. he was still new to coming to WWE and while he's always put on great matches, you know, he just he had, he had he needed a few months to get, kind of get the feel and you know, granted him versus Jericho was a great feud for WrestleMania 32, but uh it wouldn't have been a bad idea in my opinion to have him go to the NXT brand at the time, which at the time probably had uh, no that no Kevin Owens had already left. Uh, they had Finn Balor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and st- can you imagine a Finn Balor versus AJ? Which we've got to, we got to see that last year at uh, No Mercy, I think it was. Because but in the, NXT it would have been that. But much in better. NXT, yes, it would have been so so amazing. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely wish we could have seen AJ in NXT, but you know it is what it is, and we didn't. But but nonetheless, uh, Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix in NXT. Mm-hmm. Find me up. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. So now you ready to go to Cheap Heat? Let's do it. Uh, we got one thing in Cheap Heat. Something from Nikki Bella. She's putting a little shade at uh, old Johnny Boy. Yeah, so Nikki and Bree were recently on Jimmy Fallon. And they started talking about relationships. Here's the clip. So what's the advantages of having an identical twin? Is there any, like... Things you can get oh. away with stuff. Well, can when you- we were young, um, like we'd break up with boyfriends for each other. That oh. was like a oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. I swear. We never had to go through like the emotions of a breakup because I was like, you want to dump the guy? Cool. I'd be like, hello. Yeah, not into you. Sorry. And then I would just go on with my day, no hurt feelings, and she'd be like, did you do? It? I'm like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? So where were you a few months ago? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So Nikki throwing some shade to uh, your boy John right there. I know, man. She uh yeah, where were you a few months ago? Like, what yeah. the, come on now. And I thought they were gonna get back together, but yeah. then I think they're they're now officially done. There that's it. Can they uh, single John Cena's on the loose, ladies and gentlemen? Can Botchamania get an episode of this on YouTube? What man. what a huge botch on John Cena's part. Yeah. Like what are you doing, dude? Like 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 you're not a young cat. You're not 20 years. Like you should be looking for someone to settle down with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like I said in my rant a long time ago, you're gonna die alone, dude. You had that perfect girl. Yep. She was so into you, even though you were a narcissistic jerk. <laughs> we all know uh, how you feel about John Cena. I mean, but that's facts. Yeah, you're right. But. Uh, his loss. Somebody's gonna catch that beautiful butterfly, and oh, you know they are. And uh, looking forward to seeing who Nikki Bella goes 
goes after next. Yeah, watch out for Edge. Watch out for Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's on the prowl now. He's the Intercontinental Champ, baby. Yeah, he ran that gold. Hell yeah. Ladies love the champs. Well, I think it's almost time now. You got anything more on uh, this for Rumor Mill? Or no, I, no, other than just saying, uh, way to go, Nikki. Yeah. You know, uh, you deserve much better than John Cena. Go do work. Go, think, find, go find a real dude. I think Katie is uh, letting us know that she has Air Paris. Oh, ready. yes. <laughs> we, need to get, we need to get her set up like an instant messenger or something. Yeah, she's getting our attention. We're, like, we're looking here at each other and... We're She's gazing into next. each other's eyes. Oh, let's not get crazy. Uh, <laughs> but she's uh, she, she was trying to get our attention, and we weren't really looking in that direction. I yeah. caught her at the corner of my eye. But it uh, looks like she has Air Paris ready, so we don't want to keep him waiting too let's long. Let's do it. All right, we've been teasing it all show long. Intern Katie... Got him on our Skype line. Air Paris is in the building, or I guess on the internet. What's up, Air Paris? Hey, brother. How are you, man? Thank man, you for having me. Dude, we are pumped. No, thank you. We appreciate you coming by. Yeah, no, we appreciate your time, man, and we are excited about your upcoming event. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, I would think most people are going to recognize you from your WCW days. Um, yeah. But it all so, started probably. in NWA. Let me know, how does a 14-year-old get broke into the business? That seems so young. Man, I did a, another podcast here recently that some folks were talking about, and they were comparing me to Terry Gordy, which, you know, <laughs> that, there's no comparison there. That man's a legend. But <laughs> um, starting at 14, man, I just, uh, you know, uh, my sister was dating a guy who was learning to wrestle when I was about seven, eight years old, and I was that little kid that got to hang around just because I thought the ring was cool. Yeah. Um, next thing you know, I'm in there cause I had no fear. You know how kids are. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least, or at least I was, let me speak to that. My, actually my daughter's probably the brightest kid I've ever met in my entire life, which is a blessing. But, um, man, I was just, I would get in there and they could body slam me or, you know, suplex me or do anything. And I was light and they could try stuff. And, and the next thing you know, I was kind of, I was a, a tackling dummy at 10 years old. And then it just kind of kept rolling. I started learning what I was doing and when I was 14, they uh, they had a guy cancel, and they needed somebody to get squashed in about 50 seconds, and they threw me a mask, which was terrible because I have a huge nose, and I'm, I'm not, I, I, people may think I have a face for a mask, but uh, uh, that one didn't work on me. But man, yeah, my first match was uh, September 25th, 1993. Wow. Um, yeah, in a little town here in Georgia, and it took about 50 seconds, but that was the that was the start of it. Man, I I tell you what, I saw this um, in person, not you. But a few months ago, I, I saw something just like this happening. So I'm wondering if that kid is going to get into the business. Anyways, there's a local promotion here in Lake Charles. And mm-hmm. while they were tearing down the mat, one of the kids came up to the wrestlers. And he was like, oh, man, that's got to be padded. And he showed him what the ring was. And then he was like, man, that still can't hurt. And he's like, you want to take a bump? And he was like, yeah. So he got in the ring and he slammed him. And the look on this kid's face when he realized what these <laughs> athletes go through, it was priceless. Oh, yeah, man. People think, uh, you know, just because it's entertainment that there's no uh, there's no impact and all that. You learn real quick. It, it, all it takes is one bump, and you and you learn real quick a lot of respect for the business. So let's talk about NWA Wildside. That's in Georgia, and that's really where the Air of Paris name started to just catch steam. 
Yeah, um, I actually I met Bill Barons. Um, I, I got booked on some shows for him. Uh, everybody knows Bill's kind of. Uh, I think they, he's pretty much the agent to the stars in the business. He handles anybody that's anybody right now as far as uh, their careers. But met Bill and I was wrestling at the time as a kid ego. Uh, I was a hundred and fifty pound heel who thought he was something <laughs> something else. And Bill met me. He said. Kid, you got a lot of talent. You don't have a lot of ego, um, which he was he was terribly wrong about. Uh, he ended up finding out I had a whole lot of ego eventually. But um, he said, "Man, I hate the name Kid." He said, "What you're doing is you're 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 boxing yourself in, and you'll never the one two three kids the only one that's ever been a big name as a kid, hmm. maybe other than Dynamite, right? Right. So uh, he said, "What's your name?" And I said, "Frank Paris." He said, "You do a lot of flips. You're Air Paris." And gave me that. And that's where that that's where that name come from. I hated it first. Oh, my gosh. It was the worst name I'd ever heard in my life, <laughs> which turned you know, in the long run, it turned out pretty well, I guess. But right. Yeah, that's that's how that character came to be. Man, that's cool. And that's where you met AJ Styles was in NWA Wildside. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Wildside was one of those places where everybody um, has been through. I mean, that's where AJ got his start. Um, I was there when I was there, there were guys like, uh, Jason Cross, John Phoenix, really, really top independent talent. Um, Matt Seidel came through David Young. Um, you know, it, any number of people, WCW was sending people down like three count. Um, uh, when I left, like the Briscoes came through, um, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Curtis, who became Fandango. Everybody came through that little, that little church in uh, Cornelia, Georgia, just an unbelievable, uh, roster. Right, and there's actually a video on thegorillaposition.com. Just look up a happy ending. It's a um, an interview that Ryan K. Bowman did with you, and there's a video on there of a match between, I guess it was supposed to take place between AJ Styles and Sabu, but Sabu got injured. You took his spot, and that match is absolutely incredible, man. You guys did a bang-up job. Well, there's a, there's a, a little more to that story um, that, it, you know, it kind of has faded out over time, but we uh we had Sabu two nights um, on a Friday and a Saturday. The night before, when we had him, um, it was me versus Sabu for the NWA World Title in uh, Athens, Georgia. So we go out and we have our match, and it, things didn't go quite as well as they could have. Uh, we, we were just off, and I'll leave it at that. Um, so the next night we come back, and we we really we we had to bring those people back in, and Sabu was just. He was Sabu. It was amazing, and it was just uh, that was one of the most fun matches ever. Hmm. Even though the only thing I really did with Sabu was lay there for a table <laughs> and let him put me through it. Still awesome, you know. That's yeah. one of those moments that uh, that me watching ECW never thought I'd get to do. Oh, most definitely. I got to talk to Tommy Dreamer the other day. I tell you what, I was marking out like a little schoolgirl inside. <laughs> I kept it totally professional, but I was like, man, I'm talking to the innovator of violence, man. Absolutely, yeah, man. That's. Getting to be around those guys is just—it's one of the cool things about this business. Um, even if you don't make it to a to a really high level, some of these local guys get to be around these stars, and it it really pulls them up and makes them feel like they're part of something. It's pretty cool, right? And then talking about making it to a high level, you made it to the top, bud. You you and AJ both had a crazy following in NWA Wildside, got the attention of WCW management, and then you guys got signed. How how did that go down, and, 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 and what was your thought process? Well, me and AJ were wrestling each other pretty much, um, it seemed, and, and I'm terrible with dates and, and all that, but it seemed like for about a year, be it in tags or singles, we eventually went to where it was just singles or eight-mans. We were just the feud that was kind of running Wildside at the time. 
um, like I said, WCW had been sending people down, and they had uh, agents coming to watch their talent just to see, you know, what the, what they were what we were doing with their investment. Right. So uh, one night, JJ and Terry are there. Um, they see me and AJ in the ring. They give us a dark match. We uh, we go to Baltimore. The next thing you know, he's cutting a shooting star off the top rope to the floor, and we've got you know fifteen thousand people chanting uh, "Holy." And I, I won't <laughs> say the expletive because I'm a dad now. But uh, thank you, sir. Um, we come we come back through the uh, th- through the curtains, and they you know they give us a job. They offer us a, a job on the spot. So nice, man. Uh, you know, going back that hundred and fifty pound kid. You know, I'd grown up a bit then, but. Um, that was the kid when, when those, those people were jobbing me out in 50 seconds, though, no, this kid's never got a chance, you know? So that was a really, uh, it was really big validation, I guess is the best way to put that. Oh, most definitely. And then you guys went on to, uh, of course, start tagging in WCW under the moniker air raid. Uh, it, it even, Hey, and the name that you hated was not only part of your tag <laughs> team name in WCW, but they changed AJ Styles name to air styles. Funny enough, he, he hated it as much or more than I did when I was giving it. Um, you know, he, he said it before that he thought I should have been Air Styles or something like that. But, um, you know, that, that gimmick is funny because they didn't really know what to do with us. They put us together, and, and I guess they uh, I guess they just wanted to see if we could pull that off. I'm not sure. It was, it was The company was so disjointed at that point. It, it was, uh, I guess, just throw something against the wall and hope it sticks. Right. But, uh, yeah, they said, we're going to make you guys fighter pilots. How cool is that? And we were like, oh, it's not cool at all. (laughs) It's terrible. It's going to be like Top Um, Gun. If they'd gotten us um, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins, uh, for a ring music, now that would have made it cool. Right. That would have gotten us signed by WWE when they they bought us out. But, you know, they put us together as a team, and and we probably only had maybe six matches total as Air Raid. But it's it's one of those things that, even though it was only six matches, uh, everybody remembers it. It, oh, that's pretty crazy. Now, and speaking of getting signed by WWE, when they bought out WCW, you guys were not signed. Of course, no. It, um, you know, AJ went on and did his thing. You went on kind of like a soul searching tour. Well, I mean, you could say I went on tour for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> when when that happened, man, you know, Johnny Ace called me and and uh, you know, not to not to put out a sad story or anything, but I was in California, I'd done an indie, and um, Johnny Ace calls and he's like, "Hey, we got to let you go." Um, I won't do an impression. So sorry about that. But he said, we're going to let you go. Uh, uh, you guys last day is May 11th. So just so happens May 11th is my birthday. Mm, oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that made that one a, a real fun year, but man, I had, uh, discovered a, a rock band out of Athens, Georgia called widespread panic who I, I mean, I'm love. They're my favorite band. I've been seeing them for, you know, 20 years now. So I uh, had some money in the bank and Ted Turner bankrolled me going on tour following a rock band. No way. Yeah, pretty much. That is awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I spent. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I spent you know pretty much the better part of eight ten years just catching widespread as as far as uh, as I could go. I've seen them pretty much everywhere in the country. So that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Now let's fast forward. So you got a promotion right now, Superstars of Wrestling. You guys got a show September. 22nd this card is loaded <laughs> man thank you for that this is you know uh pr- once i once i got let go from wcw and got the the touring with the band out of my out of my system a little bit um i got drawn back into wrestling by promoting shows um and i kind of got that bug to where the cool thing about wrestling now for me 
is if I if I book something or write something and then watch the crowd react when it works when the guys pull it off that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a pride moment for me. So uh, this this superstar show in Rome, Georgia, uh, man, this is one of those that probably the best show I've ever booked in my entire life. I'm beyond happy with this with this uh, lineup. So let's talk about a few of the guys that are on the card. All right, man. Uh, we were talking ECW a few minutes ago, right? So yes, um, we do have the Sandman who will be there. That's that's pretty cool. We've had a great response from him. Uh, you probably won't remember this person, but what about Francine? Of course, I remember Francine. Come on, man. <laughs> um, got Francine on the show. We have uh, Jillian Hall. Um, is already announced. Um, I am excited about this one. We have uh, Demolition is booked. Um, Ronnie Garvin's going to be there. We have a lot of old school wrestling fans around here. Nice. That's going to be a big deal. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm going to go ahead and break one that I haven't told anybody anywhere else. Um, we have confirmed a mean Gene Okerlund to be there that night. Holy cow. Yeah, exactly. Um, then of course we've got Booker T. Of course we've got Booker T, right? Five time. Five uh, time. <laughs> he's actually going to be doing a training seminar, um, earlier in the day for, uh, for a select few students to get a chance to learn from one of the greatest of all time. Wow. Which those things didn't exist when I was trying to come up. And if they had, I would have been at every one of them. Exactly. Um, do have a couple of buddies of mine coming in to do a reunion. They haven't done in quite a while. Uh, Chris Harris and James Storm are going to be America's Most Wanted again, which yes. is a very cool moment for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I saw this on the uh, on the flyer, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. America's Most Wanted, oh, yeah. baby. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about that. You know, Chris and Storm have both been friends for a long time since Music City Wrestling. And so I'm excited to have those guys here and here, uh, you know, in my home territory. But. And then there's a couple of guys out of California that I've got booked. I'm not sure how many of your listeners know who they are, but their uh, their last name is Jackson. Um, Matt and Nick. <laughs> I, they I, have a they have a nickname. I can't. Is it? Oh, oh yes, yeah, the Young Bucks, right? Right. I think they're yeah. very familiar with the Young Bucks. Man, that is one. When I first got the reins to uh, to book this show, um, I wanted to wow everybody, and uh, that was the th- those were the guys that popped into my head. And as soon as I said it, I said, there's no way I'll get them. Between Ring of Honor and New Japan, you know, um, when they have a chance to be home, they just want to be home. Right. But they're coming to, they're coming to Rome, Georgia at the uh, Forum River Center on September 22nd. So that's a that's a huge get. I'm very, very proud of it. Oh, man. You should be. Absolutely amazing. The hottest faction and tag team in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're uh, very excited to have them. They're going to be... They never do meet and greets. I mean, they do the Ring of Honor ones, but as far as um, anything outside that, they're not very um, easy to get to. Yeah. Um, not not because they don't want to be. They're just they're usually overseas. So this is a huge opportunity for folks to be able to get to meet them. Oh, most definitely. So are you flying out for it? I guess. <laughs> I wish. I don't have that <laughs> flying out kind of money. But also here on the right side of the page, I see a. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer nestled right here as well. I was going to get to him in just a few minutes as well, man. The uh, the founder of TNA, Impact Wrestling, and Global Force Wrestling now. Um, and the, the most recent, I guess, headliner for WWE Hall of Fame, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, will be in the building as well, along with his beautiful wife, Karen, which is, uh, again, just unbelievable to be able to get those guys. Right. Man, this dude, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I tell you what. You couldn't have booked a better card. I mean, you couldn't have. You got everything from, you know, old school to 
ECW to WCW to New Japan to TNA Impact. This is like, um, for the lack of a better words, this is like a wrestling fan's wet dream. <laughs> hey, and even the Smoky Mountain too. We uh, we've just confirmed uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard will be there as well. Wow! And uh, I believe Tim Horner's coming uh, coming as well. So that's you know we're trying to cover every base, man. You're not gonna um, the the fans around here. Um, you're not gonna touch everybody with a with a Ronnie Garvin. You're not gonna touch everybody with the Young Bucks. But man, if you have something from every era, um, a family can come enjoy it. And everybody from grandma to the little kids who watch New Japan, they're all going to be excited to see somebody. Oh, most definitely, man. Now, now you said you know your your fire was lit back in you, and you started promoting again. Mm-hmm. What's what's the most difficult part of being a promoter? Um, travel right now. <laughs> right now, right before we got on the call, uh, we're trying to coordinate a couple flights for this show, and and that's where the headaches come in. You know, calling guys and getting them to agree is the, is usually the easy part. Mm-hmm. When you start getting into um, logistics and getting people in at the same time and, and making sure everybody's in town and taken care of, got a hotel, that's where the, that's where the headaches come in, man. But it'll all be worth it in the end. I'm hoping we, uh, we have a – I'm hoping, like I said, we have a good turnout in Rome on the 22nd. Oh, I would imagine – dude, you're going to be fine. I'm telling you. This, this is absolutely amazing. When people see your flyer, uh, you print it, they will come. Kind of like, kind of like, kind of like the old, uh, you build it, they will come. Uh, sure, old yeah. Kevin Costner. And, and another thing, the, these superstar shows, this is the first year I've been in control of it. Um, in past years, they've had a lot of legends matches, which is, is cool. And we're going to have definitely legends, um, throughout the card, but I want to showcase, you know, there's going to be superstars from the next era as well. Um, I've booked, uh, some, some talent from around where I live, uh, Joey Lynch and Matt Lynch, his brother, Joey was just on 205 live, um, doing, Doing some work for WWE. He is yeah. uh, really hot. Him and Matt are going everywhere. Um, probably the hottest tag team anywhere in the Southeast. Um, I want to showcase everybody. You know, we're going to have everybody from 1985 all the way up to, you know, 2025. Right. I want somebody, you know, I want to showcase everybody. Now, also from a promoter's pers- uh, perspective, mm-hmm. what's the biggest gratification you get out of putting on a show? Uh, man, just the response from a crowd. That's the, that's the coolest part. Um, you know, uh, there's going to be some surprises and stuff. And just when, when that moment hits and, and, you know, in my mind, I see it happen and I can, I, I guess that sounds probably weird, but I, I know what I want to happen. But when you can lead those folks and you have, you know, 2000 people just ecstatic and happy, um, just from something you knew that you could do. I know that's, that sounds weird and uh, it, it's not as sadistic as it sounds. It's just <laughs> when you, when you book something and, you can just take these people on that ride and make them so happy. That's just, man, that's it. There's nothing better. Right. It's the Superstars of Wrestling show, September 22nd in Rome, Georgia. Where can people find it online? Um, at the Rome Forum River Center. Um, they're on Facebook. I think they have a, a website as well. And then Superstars of Wrestling uh, Fan Fest on Facebook. Very cool. We'll also put that link on our Facebook page as well so that uh, the Amp Nation can find it there as well. Man, Air Paris, thank you so much, dude. This was such a great time hearing about your past in the business and also hearing about your future as a promoter. Dude, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. No, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. There you go, Patrick. Air Paris, bud.
I know, man. We've been getting some some, some good names here, man. We had yeah. Matt Hardy last week. Yes. Paris this week. Yes. Who thanks. knows who could show up next week? I'll It'll tell probably you. be Brinkman and Cruz. Well, it will be Brinkman and Cruz, but uh-huh. I'll tell you who will show up next week. First, I would like to give a shout-out to Ryan K. Bowman at thegorillaposition.com. Uh, man, we're doing big things on the Roar Network. Keep a lookout. More information to come, but Roar Network is a collection of podcasts that are getting together. And we're going to uh, revolutionize the pro wrestling podcast game. I can tell you that right now. It's a grassroots movement. It's being done right. It's being done slow to get all the uh, pegs in the right holes. And, uh, you know, as all the saying goes. But, yeah, thanks to Ryan K. Bowman for hooking us up with Air Paris. That was really, really cool. Yep. Next week, we will be talking to the Texas Lion Houston Carson from Ooh. College Station, Texas. All right. Yeah. his Gig'em. Gig'em. His Lions Pride Sports is the hottest promotion in Texas right now, and that is because he brings in the cards. Yeah. His next card, uh, Lance Hoyt, Rikishi. Um, wow. who All else? Famer. Yeah. Who else does he have on there? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, dang. You got me on that one. Yeah. Oh, man. But even even the hottest independent talent in Texas, Texas probably right now has the best talent in indie wrestling in the world. Mm-hmm. So many great wrestlers coming out from Texas. Um, but yeah, he's got a bunch of WCW uh, legends, uh, WWE legends, and also current New Japan and Ring of Honor talent that's going to be on his next card. I wish I'd had it pulled up already so I could sound like a... Know what I'm talking about around here, but we'll have the Texas line Houston Carson on next week talking about not only his next event, High Voltage, but also his brand new wrestling school in College Station. Yep. Well, that's cool. Good. Looking forward to having him uh, on the show next week. Yes. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll get uh, hopefully we can get Brink and Cruz on next week too, because next week's gonna be a big week mm-hmm. leading up into uh, SummerSlam, and then of course the climax of yes. the G1 climax will happen next week too. And leading up to the climax of our feud with WrestleCast. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to lay the smacketh downeth on their candy. You know what? That's right. So with that being said, uh, I don't have anything else, man. You have anything else? Man, other than if you're listening on iTunes, you need to, at the end of this podcast, please give us a rating. Please give us a comment on there. And it just can be, you guys are cool or great episode but what that does is when you leave a rating and a comment that's going to put us in itunes algorithm and get us suggested to other pro wrestling fans follow us on twitter and facebook at the average marks our website's your central hub for everything you can hear the first 25 now the way we have it set up if you would like to help support us you don't have to be a patreon supporter a lot of people may not want to give a dollar a month or five dollars a month or ten dollars a month but every now and again you may want to help support us what you can do is we have our top uh, our first 25 episodes at our website averagemarks.com it's under the first 25 tab um, you can click an episode and you can put whatever you want to donate in there whether it's a dollar 50 cents um ten dollars it doesn't matter if you want to leave us a donation to help the show is very much appreciated but also it is always free to download the first 25 so if you want to download for free just put in 0.00 all right well take us home man all right patrick with that said let's get us out on you outro you've been listening to the average marks pro wrestling podcast with michael leander and patrick fry All opinions discussed in the show are those of the average marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. 
For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com.